0: All right. So for for those listening online, um, this is our India team that just got back from India and uh, they have some great stories that that complement or prove the series that we're in on the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you're going to hear a few stories here and then uh, we're going to bring another message on the Holy Spirit here uh, in just a few minutes. Kirsten. Mm -hmm.
1: Like Stephanie said, um, it was just powerful, impactful. God did so many marvelous things, and we're going to just highlight just a couple this morning. There's so much more we could go into, but I'm going to try to do it without tears and, uh, and and just hopefully plant a seed of encouragement that God is so big, and he loves each one of you, and he loves every. Uh, person in the world because he died on the cross for each person i'd like to just start by reading psalm 40 verse 10 and it says i have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart i have talked about your faithfulness and saving power i have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness And this verse is what I took with me into India. I knew that God had called me to go. I had not planned on it a few months ago, but I heard clearly in August and September that it was my turn to go. And so I obeyed, and I said, God, if you're sending me, you have to equip me and send me with a message, and I'm not going alone. I'm going with your Holy Spirit because I will not be able to give them anything outside of your goodness. And so I spent many days fasting and praying and seeking. God and he gave me a message, he gave me a a thought that I was going to go into India and I was not only going to proclaim his goodness and his salvation, but I was going to see people healed and I was going to see the nationals and, and the team members equipped and encouraged and inspired to walk in the gifts of the spirit. And so as I went in with this mission in mind, I knew that it was going to take the Holy Spirit to do these things. There's power in the Word of God. Just simply opening up a verse and speaking it, there's power. But you know how we can be even more effective in speaking those words of power? When we're hearing God's voice in the moment for that person, when we're hearing what they need, what the root of their issue is, maybe what the root of the healing is that they need, maybe the root of what the bondage is that's keeping their eyes closed and deceived to hearing the message you're going to bring. The message has power, but if we don't use the gifts that God has given us, We cannot be as effective. And that's what I saw taking place in India. I went in there and our team, I mean, not every single team saw as great and as grandiose results. But God was faithful in every team and God spoke and saved in every team. But I saw with my own eyes power because I partnered with the Holy Spirit and said, I will do what you want me to do in this moment. And so we got to go into villages, and if we go to the next picture, you'll see Jeanette here in front of a stilt house. We got to see lots of different villages, lots of different people, lots of different um, atmospheres, lots of different situations. Sometimes we were speaking to a group of four. Sometimes we were speaking to a group of 20. Every time, every situation was different. And yet I knew when I was there and I was presenting the gospel, I needed to know what God's heart was for the people that were in front of me. And so I would ask him. In the next slide, I was talking to two women, and I knew that God had such an affection for these people. I felt the Father's heart for these ladies. I knew that they needed a relational, personal encounter that was kind of padded in love. They didn't need to hear about the miraculous miracles that God had done. There were other houses that we focused on that. But these people here, we spoke just out of God's incredible love and i got to lead them to christ because they saw god's love and that's what they needed there were other homes we went into where there were uh you can show the next slide there were ladies who needed healing and we presented the gospel they just wanted prayer they just wanted prayer so we went in expecting just to pray but as we got in there my partner and i looked at each other and we said no we need to start with the gospel and so being sensitive to the holy spirit we preached the word and then they saw it and met jesus and we got to lead them in a prayer in their own language and you know if you've ever watched the like the learning channel or, or any or you've experienced birth in itself every birth in the natural is miraculous and it always brings tears to my eyes But these spiritual births did the same exact thing. I could not stop crying as they were speaking in their own language, professing God as the one true God who had touched their heart. It was it was transformational not just for them, but for us as well as a team to hear them speaking life and and desiring God. It was amazing. And this one woman on the far, uh, your far right wanted prayer because she had pain in her entire body. And it wasn't just pain. She was paralyzed on the right side. And so we began praying. And as we just began speaking in tongues and praying, God gave me revelation that she needed to renounce her Hindu gods. He was great and he would heal her, but he wanted her to renounce the gods and choose the one true God. And so we felt like we were supposed to do that before any healing was going to take place. And so we, we changed the prayer around a little and we asked the interpreter to explain to her what we had felt God saying to us. And so we had her go through a prayer with the interpreter, renouncing every Hindu God that she had served for the last however many years and she wore the signs of it you know they'd have the the ashes and the red on their foreheads and so she did she chose to renounce and we didn't tell her god's only going to heal you if if you renounce no we no we just felt like she needed to personally do that and then in my spirit i knew that was going to release healing she renounced her hindu gods and she chose god as the one true god and then we began praying And we prayed and we saw power fall on her. And in moments, she started waving her arms and moving her legs, which she could never do before. Because God is good and he loves his children and he wants you free. He wants her free. He wants us to be free, not only to know him, but to serve him without hindrance. He wants to heal us, mind, body, and soul. And that's what we saw taking place in India. If we could go to the next slide. I'm trying to make it through without overtaking my time here. Oh, God was so good. God was so faithful. We saw him work in healings and we saw him work in salvations. And Psalm 40, verse 3 says, Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. And that's exactly what we saw take place. Even while we were just presenting the gospel, we had one of our drivers who was a non-believer, a Muslim, and he was just sitting listening. And he would go with us to the next house and he would just sit and listen. He was with us for two days, and I didn't find out till the end of the week. But on that second day, when those healings were taking place, we weren't praying for him. But he was healed of a stomach issue that he had had for years. God just broke out. The Spirit of God just did stuff. And he said, you, you don't want to be prayed for? You don't even know you need something? Boom, let me give you healing because I'm good and because you deserve it. Not because you've done anything good, but because you're my child. And I want to show you my power. I want to demonstrate to you my love. I want to demonstrate to you my goodness. And so healings would just break out. We saw uh, Ron and I on Sunday. We were in a church service together, and Ron got to share his testimony. I got to to preach a little bit. And um, after the service, we, we lined up a bunch of ladies who wanted prayer. And we went one by one through them all and God was giving us words of wisdom and words of knowledge and we were praying over each one of them individually. And I can say that every single person who was prayed for was healed. They were healed of eye issues, they were healed of back issues, of, of neck and shoulder issues. We, Ron laid hands on one lady and she just was out. It was, it was great. Uh, God did amazing things. We had one lady that we uh, were praying for, and we didn't get the translation correct, so we weren't even sure what we were praying for, but we were just praying in the Spirit and asking God for wisdom. And I kept declaring that the shortness of breath would go and that um, she would be restored from her lungs. And I don't know, I was just pr- I was prophesying a bunch of stuff. Come to find out at the end of it, she would, had heart issues, and one of the main symptoms that she was having in that moment was shortness of breath, and she said it left. God is so good. God is so good. So I encourage you this morning to know as we're going into our daily life, we are able to bring the Holy Spirit wherever we go. And it may manifest in salvations. It may manifest in healings. And it may manifest in equipping believers. And that's encouraging each other. I got to see one of my partners, a pastor from Nebraska, who had stifled his gifts for years. Look at me. And it humbled me because he said, Kirsten, what I saw God doing in you this week has stirred something in me. I don't want to suppress my gifts anymore. I want to be faithful to use them. And he started stepping out and giving words of knowledge and seeing people healed and saved. It encouraged not only the local believers and nationals, but it encouraged our American team mm-hmm. to step outside of the box and let God be God. Don't hold Him into what your mind thinks uh, He deserves of that place. You you let Him be God. Let Him be bigger than your abilities, and then He will give you abilities to do great things. And I just have one last story, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. If we can go on to the next slide, or two slides from here, where it says inspiration and impartation, um, the, the couple over here on the far right, uh, one of uh, the man, Martin, was one of our uh, translators, and this is his wife, just a sweet couple. And um, the last night we were with them, actually second to last night, uh, we were in his home drinking tea and uh, just meeting her. He, he was really excited to sh- show us off, I guess. And um, we, he asked, will you please pray for me and my wife? And we said, of course, what do you want us to pray for? And they said, we've been praying to, con- or we've been wanting to conceive a child. All right, let's go. So we began praying for them. And as we're praying, I'm begin prophesying over them. And God was giving me such detailed uh, instruction of what I was supposed to share with them. And sometimes I'm very hesitant to, to give specifics because I just know better. But I knew God, God had said some specific things that I was supposed to share with them. So I was bold. Mark told me to be bold, and I was bold, and I shared some things. It didn't dawn on me, but that night at our team meeting, it hit me. God told me to bring baby booties. I have baby booties in my suitcase. Wow. I was expecting to give them to a baby. For this couple, and so I was able to give them the pair of baby booties the next night and say, You know what? Your God loves you so much that He sent me to a store in America to buy a pair of baby booties, bring them all the way across the earth to give them to you as a sign that He is faithful, that He hears your deepest desires, that He cares about every single need, and every time you look at these, until the promise is fulfilled. You will know that He hears you and He That's answers also, you. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Okay, well, I've got six minutes to preach, so this is going to be rapid, and I'm glad Mike is uh, back there and ready to rock because I'm going to uh, be firing scriptures like bullets out of a gun. Let's pray and let's, let's get fired up in, in Jesus. Lord, thank you so much for the power of the word of the living God that is unadulterated. It is perfect. It is God's words from heaven to the earth. Do you know there is no argument about the word of God in heaven? The Bible says your word is forever settled in heaven, O Lord. Lord, settle it forever in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So um, we're in a series on the, by the power of His Spirit. If you've been in this series with us up to this point, you understand that we are not talking about human potential. We are talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. Human potential is humanism. If we focus on human potential, we are focusing on that the human being is the pinnacle of God's creation um, only. Only. God is the creator. We are the creation. So it is foolishness for his creation to say we don't need God. When the spirit of God comes on his creation, you go way beyond your human potential into the supernatural. So supernatural wisdom beyond your accumulated knowledge through books and teachings on earth. Supernatural love to love the most unlovely person on the planet. It's possible with the love of God. Supernatural peace that comes beyond all meditation, beyond all medication, beyond everything that we can do to try to bring peace to our souls. Jesus said, I leave you my peace. Not the kind of peace the world gives. My peace I give to you. So you see, we're leaving the natural realm and going into the supernatural resources of God realm. It's normal to God. It's a little abnormal to us because we're five physical sense beings. But God sees it all. So supernatural was here before the natural was. Right? God said, light be, poof, and the natural came into existence. So the unseen world was here before the seen world. So we're in the seen world reaching into the unseen world, and that's normal. Everybody's saying it's normal for a Christian to be supernatural. We like to call it normally being uh, normal. What do we call it? We like to, we need each other to remember the things that we believe in. We like to call it naturally supernatural. So, I want to uh, lay a foundation. I'm still laying a foundation. It's what, week three. Hey, by the way, did Les do a great job last week? Woo! Mark? When we got people like Les and Stephanie and Kirsten in the house, our jobs are threatened right now. I think, I think we are. We are being threatened in this house with the great teachers. Five reasons God wants you to have His Spirit. And listen, this is for the crusty saints too. Those of you who have walked with the Lord for a hundred years, you need to be childlike. You need to recognize God's Holy Spirit is like an endless, bottomless swimming pool. It is the ocean without any measurement whatsoever. The Spirit of God, you can't drink all of the Spirit of God before you see Jesus face to face. So you need to just come like a child and say, I'm going swimming. I'm the first one in the pool. Jump in there. Those of you that are brand new, you don't even have any idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and the supernatural and the gifts of the Spirit. This is going to be fun, fun, fun. Everybody gets to play. Amen? Amen. All right, five reasons God wants you to have His Spirit. Number one, to successfully follow His Son. These are all S's, five S's. To successfully follow His Son. You cannot follow Jesus apart from the Holy Spirit. This is not human effort, human-inspired, human-initiated, or a human-produced thing. Jesus said this, unless you're born again of the Spirit, born again, you were born once by your mother through your mother's womb, you were born in the natural. Jesus said, unless you are born again a second time, You can't enter the kingdom of God. It's not a religion. It's not a club that you join. It's not a bunch of hoops you jump through. You can't impress God with your human human capability. This is a completely different thing we're talking about, a completely different realm that you and I cannot produce. Jesus said the flesh produces the flesh. A human mom produces a human baby. He said the spirit produces the spirit. The spirit of God breathed into a human spirit. Causes you to become a child of the living God. It's a supernatural work. You cannot follow Jesus without the Holy Spirit. You can't even be born again. Without the Holy Spirit illuminating Jesus to you, he is only a historical figure on paper. I remember driving with my, well, I won't say who it was, but it's a a relative um, who is a, 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 a psychologist and... You know, I remember I was, think, 23, and he was at that time 50-some. He's got tenure. He's been a professor now for, I think, 45 years. And we were driving along, and I was only saved a couple years. And he said to me, yeah, I think I just said who it was. He said to me, um, I don't understand the Bible. I can't understand it. I don't understand what it means to be born again. I mean, it was just an honest confession. And I'm driving with it. And I'm thinking to myself, how could I know more than him? That thought went through my mind. How could I know? How could I know? He is a highly educated man. He is profoundly smart. I mean, he's been commissioned to write, you know, three books, one of them, the psychological terms of uh, the encyclopedia of psychological terms. I mean, he's I mean, his books in the US UCSD library. I and mean, this guy's brilliant. And he's telling me, I don't understand. And I'm thinking to myself, that's easy. I totally understand it. I'm thinking to myself, how can I understand it, and he doesn't? The Holy Spirit. It's not natural information. I mean, God God makes Adam out of dirt, shapes him, gives him some pecs and biceps and looking really good. But he's dead. And then it says God takes his face and goes, and the spirit of life goes in him, and he says, God, what's going on, man? I mean, not man. What's going on, God? And God says, hey, how would you like to name all the animals? Well, it looks like a draft to me. This is fun, right? I mean, it just was a normal world for Adam to have this kind of knowledge and information and God's awareness. Make us more aware of your presence. Without the Holy Spirit, you're not even aware of God's presence. Some don't even believe it exists. And you you can't walk with Jesus. I'm probably going to get through my first point. You can't walk with Jesus without the Holy Spirit. It's like when my kids walk with me. I hate it when I say, hey, kids, let's go take a walk. I'll grab Ava, i a grab Lily, and we go walking through Ramona, back in the back roads. Propane tanks on our shoulders. Come on, kids. And uh, I'll look back, and they're like walking behind me. And I'll stop, and I'll say, get up here. I don't want. I didn't come out here to take a walk by myself. Walk next to me. I want you to be right here. Let's walk together, because I want them to hear my voice. I want them to feel my hand on their back. I want them to feel my presence. I want to hear their voice. I want to touch their hand. I want to walk with them. That's what Jesus wants. He wants you to walk with him. Not behind him. He wants you to walk. In fact, he climbed inside of you when you said, I've turned my life over to you, Jesus. He went, and he came right on the inside. I mean, he's walking in your feet. When you walk with him, you become like him. John 16, 13 through 15. I can I'm Okay, here we go. We're going to have to go quick, Mike. However, Jesus says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Keep going. He will glorify me. Okay, oh, all right, we'll do that one. Okay, no, we'll do this one. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare to you. Do you see that? You can't walk with Jesus without the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit takes what is of Jesus and declares it to you. Next. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine, and he will declare it to you. Secondly, so the first one, I'm doing this quickly. You can't walk with Jesus without the Holy Spirit. He illuminates Christ to us. Can we just say thank you, Holy Spirit? Just say it out loud. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say it again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We've got to recognize Jesus is in heaven. sitting at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit's here. And this brings up the second point. The Father wants you to have His Spirit because He wants you to succeed in life. He doesn't want you to fail. in your marriage, and your business, and your parenting, and your friendships... In your ministry, he does not, God does not want, okay, how many of you woke up this morning and the first thought you had was, man, I want my kids to fail today. Just raise your hand. I hope they fail hard. I hope they flunk out of school. I hope they get on drugs. I hope they're an idiot. Any parents in here? Well, you know, Jesus said this. What did he say? If you being evil know how to give good, thank you, Josh. We are running this church together.
2: <laughs> if you being
0: evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father? And what did He say? Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Woo. Right? God doesn't want you to fail. In fact, look at this Romans 5, 17, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Romans 5, 17. For if, anyone, for if by the one man's offense, that's Adam. He was an actual man. If one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of, everybody say out loud, grace, and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life. This life, reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. To help you and I. In fact, do you know this? Four times in one speech Jesus gave to his disciples. He was sitting with his disciples and he was having a conversation with them. Four times he said in the same conversation he called the Holy Spirit your helper. This is my favorite prayer. At least at least once a day, I pray that prayer, and I mean it. And the capital H Helper responds, because I'm as human as you are. And let me tell you something. I was this might help somebody. I was talking to um, a mom this week in our congregation, and and she was wanting more of the Holy Spirit. And she was telling me that she. I said, now what 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 is it that you want? She said, because we had prayed and there wasn't like a whole zzz, lightning bolt thing. And she said, I just feel like by the end of the day, I'm just completely tapped out. And I just feel like I need more of the Holy Spirit. And what I heard in her voice was, if I'm completely exhausted and tapped by the end of the day, there's something wrong with my Christianity. Because if I had more of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't feel this way. I would always be energized and have enough and over the top. And I said, no, stop, stop, stop. No, stop. No, no, no. And I told her the story about this guy in the Bible, um, Eliezer, the son of Dodo who all of Israel fled, and he and David stood in a little bean patch. Your little bean patch is your marriage, your family, your house, your ministry, whatever it is. Your little bean patch. And he wasn't going to let the Philistines have it. And it said that he fought the Philistines until his hand atrophied to the sore, sword. He fought until he was so fatigued they had to peel his fingers off the sword. And the next phrase is amazing. And the Lord brought, And the Lord brought to pass a great victory that day. Just because you're exhausted at the end of the day does not mean that you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. My brother and I, one time we were doing some construction. We were holding up this big block of something, and he had to go get the hammer. And he said, uh, can you hold this while I go get the hammer? And I felt I said, yeah, I got it. He let go, and I went, whoa. Oh my God, I didn't know how heavy it was. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, sometimes you feel like your life is really, really heavy. But if I removed my hand, you would feel how heavy it really is. It restored her dignity and not making her feel like she was some kind of a spiritual failure. Jesus said this. Uh, Jesus got fatigued, by the way. He got angry and frustrated and irritated and annoyed. Read the Bible. Read his life. How long do I have to put up with you people? How long do I have to put up with your unbelief? I mean, he said that. He goes to a temple and he sees a bunch of corruption. You know he left and he prayed all night long. And then he came back and he still was like Dr. Damage, right? Could you imagine if he did it before? He went and prayed all night long. Just saying, he was human. He was human, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. In John fourteen sixteen and eighteen, Jesus said this: John fourteen sixteen and eighteen, and I will pray the Father; He will give you another. Everybody say it out loud. Helper, thanks, they thank you, Holy Spirit, you're my helper, that He may abide with you forever. That word another there, I will send you another. That word another literally means he will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. That word another means another one exactly like me. Well, it's because it's his Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of Christ. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit Jesus' Spirit. And, he, and at one point, he said this. I can't go through all the passages where he calls him the helper, but at one point, he literally said this It is to your advantage that I leave. Can you imagine being Jesus' disciples in Jerusalem and they've already been forsaken by everybody because they turned their backs on everybody to follow Jesus? They really believe he's the Son of God. And they have, I mean, they 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 left all to follow Jesus. And Jesus at one point says, I'm leaving. <laughs> Could you imagine what was going through their system, their mind, their emotions? And he said, it is better for you that I go. I don't... I don't think so, Jesus. <laughs> After the, the things you've said to the religious leaders. I mean, we're going to go back to the temple now and say, uh, you know, all that stuff that Jesus said. We didn't say it. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine? But why did he say it was an advantage for you for him to go back to heaven? Why is it at your advantage? You tell me. Huh? Because if I don't go away, the helper won't come to you. Jesus could only physically be in one place at one time ministering to one person at a time. Maybe a crowd. But when he sends his Holy Spirit, he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And, And you're young men. Now listen to this phrase. Jesus wants you to be as dependent on the Holy Spirit as he was. I'm going to say it again. Jesus wants you as dependent on the Holy Spirit as he was. Whenever we have a thought in our mind that that miracle happened because Jesus did the miracle, you're going to have to back up for a moment, read the New Testament again, and realize what even Jesus himself said. I don't do the works, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. He was speaking about the Holy Spirit. And you shall do greater works than me, because I'm going to heaven. Jesus was 150% dependent on the Holy Spirit and His life as a human being. In fact, let's look at this in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Speaking of Jesus, this is a prophecy about Jesus. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. you see that? The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's why Jesus had the wisdom, the understanding, the counsel, the might, and the knowledge and the fear of the Lord upon him. was because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him as a human being, as a man. The same Spirit that is available to you. In the book of Luke, look what he says. In the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. See, now it has happened. This is the prophecy coming true. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach. This morning, I'm not just preaching out of my personality. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach to you, God's people. I can't do this without Him. Are you kidding me? He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to send me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery sight to the blind, liberty to those who are oppressed. The book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Do you see how Jesus was completely dependent on the Holy Spirit? To do the things he did? Well, thank God the Holy Spirit didn't leave when Jesus left. In fact, when Jesus left, he came. And he's still here. And we are to be baptized in him. Overflowing, filled up. We are to be as dependent on the Holy Spirit, I would like to say even more dependent on the Holy Spirit than Jesus was. Because Jesus wasn't broken like we are. My roommate one time said to me, "You convict me because you, how much you pray." I said, "Oh, wait, who? Wait. You have to understand. I don't pray so much because I'm so holy. I pray so much because I have a propensity to be so unholy." You're like, really, Pastor John? Tell us about it. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you about mine. You tell me about yours. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. You first. <laughs> he says you first. <laughs> Okay, quickly. Okay, so number one, uh, God wants you to have a spirit so you can successfully walk with Jesus. Two, so you can be successful in life. Number three, so that you can show compassion to others. Question, and don't give the answer until they guess. What is the motivation for all the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit? Love. Say it. We got it. Love. It is not so people go, wow, at you. You and I are conduits of God's love. And nothing shows love like a gift of the Spirit coming through you and healing a woman in India. Or a word of knowledge. Like, my wife and I were just... in pain emotional pain over someone we love very much we've been praying for this individual and it's one of those where you walk around with sorrow in your heart and we came to church here at the gathering place church because this is pretty much the only place the holy spirit really does incredible things because we're the best church ever anywhere (laughs) for those of you that don't know me and you're listening online that was a joke if we want the Holy Spirit to stop, we would. He, if we'd have to really mean what I just said, and I don't. Anyway, so we're out in the lobby, and this new believer here at the gathering place comes up and said, "I had a dream about you last night." I said, oh, two months old in the Lord." So you don't, you don't, you don't have to have a theological degree to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. They're gifts. You don't earn them. You don't learn them. They're gifts. They're imparted, they're given by God, and so I was out there, and she said, "I had a dream, and this is what it was." I mean, it was the dream was of the individual that we've been praying for and have sorrow in our hearts about walking in the things of God with power. I said, "Hope, come here." Hope comes over. And I said, "Tell the dream." I told the dream, and Hope went, "Hoo!" Right there, you know, you know. How, put together hope is. Not in that moment. What was that? That was love. That was God loving on us. That was compassion. I had an individual Christmas Eve service come down here. Um, um, Eric brought him from the gym. He comes down here. Never met the guy before. Strapping guy. I Man looks successful, strong, you know, working out with Eric. How can you not look like this? And so... <laughs> I'm kidding. I haven't worked out in a long time. I'm flabbing. Anyway, he's right here. I'm praying with him. And all of a sudden, I have this knowledge. It's just a word of knowledge is just information that you know about the person that you didn't know a second ago. That's all it is. You don't, uh, uh, you know, you don't need that. It's just information from heaven. Lonely, loneliness is a major thing he's struggling with. You look on the outside of the guy, you would never guess that in a million years. But I took a risk. I said, I'm praying, I said, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to me that you really deal with loneliness. And I started praying into it. We get done, and he would never met me before. He's never been in before. He looked at me and said, you're looking right into my soul. <laughs> I said, I don't want to look into your soul, man. <laughs> no, I didn't look into your soul. The Holy Spirit looked into your soul because he loves you. And you... I'm going to tell you something. You receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your life, and you will never be alone again. He was rocked. What was that? Love. That's love. The gifts of the Spirit is God loving on people. In Matthew fourteen fourteen, it says, Jesus saw the multitudes, and he was moved with compassion and healed them all. First Corinthians thirteen two says this: If I had the gift of prophecy, if I understood all of God's secrets plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had faith to move mountains, that's the gifts of the spirit. But I have not love. I don't love others. I would be what? Nothing. Nothing. First Corinthians twelve seven says this about the gifts of the spirit: A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can be famous. So we can say it out loud. Help each other. Um, I'll tell you one more story, and I'm going to hit these last two points, and then we're going to to close. I was in a restaurant over at Island. I'm telling you these stories so you understand how practical it is, how normal it is, how naturally supernatural. And next Sunday night's workshop from 4 to 8, we want you there for impartation, for teaching, so that you can activate, and you're going to do it there at the workshop, and you're going to learn how to do this. And you don't have to be weird when you do it. G- Jesus made you Mary, and He made you Joel, and He made you Chris, and He made you Mark, and Francisco, and John. He made you you. He wants to flow through you, not some weird thing that's not you. So I'm at, I'm at Island's Restaurant over there by Mira Mesa Theaters with my family after church, and I'm just sitting there with my whole family, and I look over, and I see this guy sitting there with a group of people, and I knew he was a pastor. I can't tell you how I know. I can tell you how I knew it. Obviously, the Holy Spirit just gave me the information. But it wasn't like somebody had a buzzer in my chair and zapped me. It wasn't like all of a sudden. It wasn't. It was natural. It can, That can happen. I've been on the ground before flopping like a fish. I mean, but it's not. Hard. I mean, I can probably count on my hand in 30 years how many times that's happened to me. You know, I mean, I'm talking about being a normal person. And the Holy Spirit is flowing with you. I mean, look at Jesus. Look how normal the cat was. All right, can I say that capital C? Look how normal. I, look, I majored in a jazz performance in college, okay? So cat is like part of my vernacular. Sorry, Jesus. You know, let me tell you. I, I, anyway, I went over and said, hey... You, I went over and said, hey, what church do you pastor? He said, oh, this one down the street. No, 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 And he said, well, how would you know I was a pastor? I said, Jesus just told me. And he became part of our pastor's group. He was, he was um, in a bad place in his head and his heart about his church and being a pastor and feeling, um, am I doing the right thing? What was that? Love. Affirmation of the Father. The other two points is to share share Christ with people and to Oh you guys gotta go?
2: All
0: right. <laughs> I'll do that to every one of you. <laughs> I'm messing. <laughs> uh, i kidding. I love the Sheridans. They're Chris is on our financial board and and uh, Kelly works back in the children's church and they're great. They've been there for a hundred years, but I think this might be their last day. <laughs> Love you guys. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> I will shame you publicly. <laughs> so the last two points is to share. The, God, wants you, your spirit, God wants you to have his spirit so that you can share Christ with others and so that you can shine for God. Let men see your good works and they'll glorify your Father in heaven. I did that last two points quickly. And and you know what? I'm going to do these last four points, and I'm going to tell you a story, and then we're going to pray for you. Four ways to be filled with the Spirit. So one is to profess Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you haven't done that, you need to do that today, right now. Um, In this service, I'm going to be right down here. There's no way you're ever going to go to heaven by being a good person because you have sinned. We've all sinned, all of us. And if you've ever sinned one time, heaven's doors are shut. But once you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, the doors fling wide open, and you become a son or daughter of God, and you, are, you have a free ticket to heaven because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you. You can't add anything to the cross. If you put your faith solely in Christ, and Christ alone, God will save your soul. Your sins will be forgiven. He'll breathe His Spirit into you, and you will feel the peace of God for the first time in your life. And that can happen to you right here, right now, today. And I'm going to pray for you down here in a minute. That's the first way you get filled with the Spirit. The second is by prayer and praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. What you have in your prayer language, we'll pray for you today. You can get your prayer language. Praying in the Spirit fills you with the Holy Spirit, builds you up in your most holy faith. We'll teach about that next Sunday night. Thirdly is praise. When we come in here and praise, do you feel how after like the first, second, third song, it starts to kind of warm up in here a little bit with the presence of God, right? That's because we're getting refilled with the Holy Spirit, right? That's why those of you that come late, you only get a half of the Holy Spirit. Trying to kill this church. I'm just seeing if I can do it. (laughs) And fourthly is impartation. And that is where, uh, like the apostle Paul laid hands on people and the spirit of God went in and supernatural gifts went in. When a whole town received Jesus, uh, Philip called James or John and Peter. And they went down to that town and it says they laid hands on all these new believers and they received the Holy spirit. There's impartation. And so in a moment, you can come down front here, we're going to lay hands on you. Uh, the band's going to play, we're going to worship. Um, we're going to lay hands on you for impartation. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you that other story because I don't have time, and we want impartation time. so God wants you to have his spirit. He wants you to have his spirit overflowing on a consistent basis. And like I said, it's not always a feeling. It's not always a shake and bake. We can't reduce the Holy Spirit to feelings all the time. We have to trust that when you receive Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit's in you. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's never going to leave you. Then, once you've done that, we can lay hands on you, and the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This exact same word as being baptized in water means to be submerged. So you've been wa- baptized in water means you've been submerged under the water. When you're baptized, in the- you could be baptized in peanut butter. Somebody covered you with a bunch of peanut butter, it's like, oh, you're baptized in peanut butter. So being baptized in the Holy Spirit just simply means the Spirit of Holy, the Holy Spirit has come and completely submerged you with power. Okay. That experience we need on a continual basis. You don't always feel it. But you're empowered um, for God to carry you through the day. And then when you are in certain situations, it's like, it's like popcorn, a gift of the Spirit. In, a, in an immediate situation, like an arrow, healing, deliverance, word of knowledge, these kind of things. So, you know, we can't describe it all with human words because we don't understand it all. But it's real. So I'm going to ask for those, let's all stand, for those of you who want a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, Maybe you've never prayed in your prayer language before. This whole month, we're giving over to an infilling of the Holy Spirit. We're giving ourselves over to teaching, to hungering, to receiving. We want to get the activity of the Holy Spirit increased in our lives. So we need to do it together as a spiritual community. We need to hunger together. We need to pray together. I'm going to ask that you fast this week for next Sunday night. Miss a meal, miss two meals, say, God, you're my sustenance. I want you, I want to be touched. Prayer teams, you can come on down. Fast this week, pray this week, come next Sunday night. Mark's going to teach next Sunday morning on prophecy. You don't want to miss it because a lot of what he teaches next Sunday morning on prophecy, we're going to practice next Sunday night at our Holy Spirit workshop. But we want to spend, every every time we come together, we want the Holy Spirit's activity to increase. And your hunger... Catch this. I know I've talked a lot, but catch this. Your hunger dictates many times the amount of God you're going to get. It's like a husband, a wife, boyfriend, a girlfriend. If you know that they desire you, it draws you closer. But if they're like, eh, they're like, well, I'll just stay home and watch Netflix by myself. So your response coming down here for prayer says, God, I want more of you. You stay in here for a few minutes and worshiping. says, God, I want more of you. You fast this week. God, I want more of you. The Bible says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you, right? Right? So we're going to step, and then God steps. Mark? Just had,
2: a, I think, a word from the Lord. Um, There are people here who were very stirred by um, Kirsten's uh, testimonies about seeing healing, and you would like to see healing gifts activated through your life. And uh, the Lord just told me to tell you, if you want that, you come, and Kirsten's going to lay hands on you, and impart some of what she has been moving in. So this is an opportunity to get. And when God makes an invitation like that to say, come and receive, it's very smart in that moment to come and receive, not say, oh, Lord, you can give it to me next week. Well, you may not be here next week. You may not be ready for it next week, but you're ready for it now. If you have that hunger, you come and you ask for that. That that is so important.
0: I'm kind of rushing because of the time. But I'm sensing we're in a divine opportunity moment right now. So I'm really glad you said that. And We don't want to just run the Holy Spirit over when he's throwing out gifts. So unless you've got like an emergency, you might want to stay for the next five or ten minutes um, and come down and get something from the Holy Spirit. So,
2: And if you, uh, if you want that gift of tongues, which is a release of your heart, to praise God without having to form thoughts in your mind and uh, be rational about it. You just simply express what's going on, your love for Him directly. If you want that freedom and that gift, uh, Gary is the person Gary to go Kathy, to. Gary yeah. and Kathy is yeah. the person to go to for prayer for that. Now, if
0: you have kids in the children's church, like in the next five minutes or so, you got to go grab them and you can bring them in here.